0: You know that intro music, of course, means it's time for another edition of the Wisssports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisssports.net, and your host each and every week for the WSN podcast. Man, is it good to be uh, a basketball fan this week. All kinds of action going on around the state as we are talking here Wednesday, February 24th, uh, with boys' sectional play this week, sectional semifinals mostly on Thursday, sectional finals on Saturday, And of course, the Girls Basketball State Tournament, a revised schedule, different setup, two locations, lots of uniqueness to this year, but it gets underway on Thursday, continues on Friday, wraps up on Saturday. And of course, with those changes to the the schedule, with the changes to all of these these things related to the state tournament, you're going to want to check out what that means for you, for your favorite team, for trying to watch it. So be sure you check out our State Girls Basketball FAQ article. It's got the schedule in there because it is different this year. As a reminder, all divisions will be essentially a one-day mini-tournament. It's got information in there on tickets. The WIA announced this morning that they do have additional general admission tickets available. Those tickets were first offered to the schools to sell, but there are a few for every game, at least as of this morning. Information on parking, where the games are located, how to get to the Lacrosse Center, the uh, uh, Menominee Nation Arena in Oshkosh, what we're going to be doing at WSN. Uh, just as a, a reminder, if you didn't see on Twitter or, or within the article, me, Travis Wilson, I'm going to be posted up at Menominee Nation Arena Friday and Saturday in Oshkosh, taking in the action there. Norbert Durst going to be at the Lacrosse Center in Lacrosse starting on Thursday. Uh, watching and, and providing updates on social media, game recaps on the site. So make sure you're following him at Norbert Durst. You can follow me at Travis WSN. And uh, again, just, just be sure that you, you kind of know what's going on. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about it later, and we'll, we've talked about it all year, how, how incredible this year has been in terms of the ability to watch games from around the state on live streams. And you're going to have no shortage of opportunities to watch games this week if you choose to, or if you if you have to stay home. All the girls' state tournament games are going to be live on the statewide network. They will be streaming online as well. They'll be on apps uh, on the on the Magic of March app. They'll be on the station websites as well, so you can stream all of those that way. Many of the boys' sectional games will be streamed as well on various platforms, whether it's Just a Game Live, our great partners there, Jade Royston and his crew, the NFHS Network, uh, some of the other uh, uh, partners and and, uh, streamers around the state or or school streams through uh, YouTube or Facebook, lots of different options. If you want to check out a game uh, at the sectional level for boys, you're going to have plenty to choose from. So no excuse. Watch games, hook up five TVs in the living room, uh, set up an iPad and a, and a, a laptop, and you could watch as many games as you want. As many screens as you have, you could watch that many games if you really wanted to. And uh, be sure to stick around and, and, and uh, follow us at, uh, at WSN for all of the latest information. Um, and again, make sure you check out that FAQ article for the State Girls Basketball to get information. Whether you're watching from home, or you're getting out and going to a game, there's very important information you're going to find, going to want to find in there. Uh, so be sure to check that out. Norb's also got his preview out for the state tournament for Divisions 3, 4, and 5. The Divisions 1 and 2 previews will be out uh, shortly as well. So check that out. We've got some other stuff going on. Of course, Mark Miller's getting his previews out for sectionals. Uh, the WBCA, the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association, just announced their 2021 Hall of Fame class. You can find those inductees at WSN. We've got our VNN Athlete of the Week poll going strong. You can vote for who you think will win the Girls Basketball State Championships. We've got state gymnastics coming up. The WIA preview for that is on our site, so a lot going on. Make sure you're hitting up WSN frequently. Each and every day to get the latest, and, and of course, again follow us on social media. Up next, though, on the WSN podcast is going to be a conversation with Mark Miller as we preview the boys basketball sectional playoffs that uh, that get underway. Actually, tonight on Wednesday, one game of note: McDonald Central uh, girls team is playing at the state tournament, so they're uh, on Thursday night. So their game is actually moved to Wednesday. They will take on and, and welcome in Drummond in a Division V boys sectional semifinal. All the other games for boys sectionals on Thursday. Weather looks fine. Shouldn't have any issues there. So it's going to be a fun night. But, uh, but let's get to our chat right now with Mark Miller, FWSN. Well, the girls' basketball state tournament gets underway later this week. In fact, uh, tomorrow, the boys' basketball They're a week away from state tournaments, which means this week it's sectional play. And we're going to take a look uh, a little bit deeper into sectional play with our very own Mark Miller, WBCA Hall of Famer and our boys basketball writer at WSN. Mark, how are you doing?
1: Ah, busy, but doing well, thanks.
0: Busy's good. Busy is uh, a, a very nice contrast to where we were at exactly this week, although not necessarily on the calendar, but on the sports calendar last year. Uh... Boys sectional week, girls' state tournament week, you know, coming into the week, we were riding high, everything was going good, all of a sudden, you know, Monday, Tuesday, we started to, you know, get inklings of, you know, sports shutdowns in other uh, other sports, other professional sports, college sports. Um, I think it was Wednesday of the state tournament, which is the day that we're recording it, Wednesday of the girls' state tournament, last year that the WIA had put out a, a statement that Everything was, was on as planned. It was all going good. Uh, it, was, it was either later in the day, Wednesday, or maybe Thursday morning, when they uh, then put out information that spectators were going to be limited. Um, I think, what was it? 250 they capped it at. And then, of course, that fateful Thursday of uh, of Boys Sectionals Girls State Tournament got the games in, only to find out after completion that the rest of the state tournament was canceled. So... We'll take busy, and, and again, it's, it's a, uh, you know, kind of a milestone to look back at where we are now compared to where we were last year.
1: Yeah, we're in a better spot today than we were then, and uh, hopefully the, the uh, improvement will continue, you know, at a rapid pace here over the spring so we can get back to having uh, our lives back to normal and, and having uh, high school sports back on its regular calendar.
0: Well, let's dive into this sectional action. And, and there's 40 40 games on the schedule, eight games in each of five divisions. And we're not going to necessarily talk about or preview every single game, but we're going to touch on uh, on a few things and, and maybe run down a little bit of a, a, a superlatives list, if you will, in each division, as we often do. Let's start in Division One, Mark. Let's get right into it and. Uh, looking at the teams that are still left and, and looking back at, at regional play in division one who is the biggest Cinderella team still remaining in the field
1: um you know there, I think there's a couple that come to mind I, I think uh, and they're both in the same sectional Oshkosh north at 10 and 17 uh, going on the road and, and beating fond du Lac in the regional final uh, was certainly an upset and, and uh, you know uh, so I would put them definitely down as a Cinderella team and they get to go play at Kimberly now in the in the sectional semi. And Kimberly uh, handled uh, Oshkosh North twice during the regular season. And then the other team also in that sectional, I think that was a bit of a surprise, is West Bend East. They come in the sectional now at 10 and 14 after going on the road and upsetting Beaver Dam in the regional final. And West Bend East now goes to play uh, a very good Menominee Falls team. So I think those two come to mind in terms of, uh, of upsets, uh, uh, you know at the at the regional level in, in division one
0: well let's stick with that upset theme and let's take a look at who has the biggest upset chance here in sectionals uh, a four over a one potentially maybe a a three that you wouldn't think was going to beat a two what are what are we looking at is perhaps a a uh, upset special in division one
1: yeah i you know um, I'm working on the Division 1 and 2 previews right now, as I uh, posted 3, 4, and 5 yesterday. Um, and looking at it pretty closely, I think one Division 3 team, um, although I didn't pick them for the upset, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Appleton North uh, went on the road and beat uh, De Pere. Uh, and then North is a 3, and De Pere is a 2 seed. North uh, went on the road and won, I believe, in a double or triple overtime, I forget what it was now, on, on last Friday to beat D.C. Everest, and then came back home and, and really handled uh, a Hortonville team that a day earlier had had uh, handily defeated Stevens Point, the number one seed in that regional. So I think Appleton North with Max Nelson uh, and Trent Mullen playing really well for Coach Chris Kellett right now, um, even though chris wasn't able to attend the regional games he had a watch on the computer because of COVID protocols um he doesn't have COVID himself but was in contact with someone that did Um, i think appleton north is playing at a pretty good level right now and and maybe could pull that upset over to pier so that would be my upset special um and you know i haven't posted the division one two uh, uh uh sectional preview yet so um i may i may go and pick north although at this point um, I guess I'm going to go chalk and pick it to Pere, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Lightning pulled that upset.
0: One uh, possibility that I could see, a very interesting team this year, Jamesville Parker is a four seed, uh, taking on DeForest, and Jamesville Parker is 18-8 and eight this year. That's a pretty incredible turnaround that they have engineered there at Parker over the last couple years and uh, it wouldn't surprise me if if they were able to get it done against it, against a forest. Um, Eighteen and eight—that's pretty solid for a four seed at the sectional level. Um, next, let's go to uh, let's go to X Factor player. Who's a, a player? You know, maybe not necessarily the star. Maybe not the you know the the all-state player because we know a lot about those those guys. But who's an X Factor that could? Uh, make a big difference in, in a game here at the sectional level in Division One.
1: Two guys come to mind. I, I think one of them is at Janesville Parker, the school that you just mentioned. Uh, Brendan Weiss, who uh, is the top player on a, on a very good uh, Parker team that's got a lot of experience and, and really good overall size. Uh, Brendan's about six four, six five, I believe. I um, Had a chance to watch him play early in the year uh, against uh, Monroe, and uh, he's a versatile player. He can put it on the floor and get to the basket and get to the foul line, and he can also make mid-range jumpers and three-point shots. I agree with you on Parker. I, I, I think that's a team that not only could, could beat uh, a four over a one in their semifinal with DeForest, but I, I think they're also a team capable of, of, of winning this the sectional and getting to the state tournament. Um, another player that I think uh, could make a huge uh, impact um is Joey Brezowitz at Burlington? Um, that's the, the son of Coach Steve Brezowitz. Uh Joey's a, a really, really good shooter. Uh, he's on the smaller side, maybe 5'11", five, five, But if you give him an opening, he's really going to knock it down. And, and Burlington goes into Franklin uh, on Thursday, which will be a tough task for them. But uh, I do think that, that Joey could potentially uh, have a have a huge weekend for for the demons of Burlington.
0: All right, Mark. We got your uh, your picks for X Factor. Some upsets to watch. What's your pick for best sectional semifinal game in Division One? If you had a magic helicopter <laughs> that could take you anywhere, uh, what's the game you'd want to go watch in uh, in Division One in these sectional final matchups?
1: Well, you know, the magic helicopter is our stream links on Wisports.net. I mean, I, I, there you I go. Have games, uh, open all. Uh, geez, I'm watching nine, ten games at, at once, kind of, <laughs> you know, just keeping tabs on, on all kinds of games. And, and then, you know, the, the beauty of it is you can go back and watch the full game if you like. Um, you know, I think uh, on paper, I, I'm really intrigued by that Burlington at Franklin game. I, I think that's going to be a, a, a very good matchup. Um, I I kind of went against the grain a little bit and picked Wistosha to beat Burlington, even even though the game was in Westosha um, in the regional final and and Burlington came through and won that game. And then I picked against them also in the regional semi. I thought Muskego might get them, and that was a very close game, but Burlington won. So um, I'd like to take a look at the, that Burlington team again and, and, and see you know how they've improved. Um, and they're going up against a really good team. I mean, Franklin's 21-5 and five and has, has beaten some really good teams this year, so it'll be a huge challenge for them. But I think that's the one game that kind of stands out among the others in Division One.
0: You know, Mark, you just got to put some respect on some of those teams and, you know, (laughs) but if you, hey, if you, as, as we always say, right, if, if, uh, if you picking against them helped them with some motivation or, or whatever, hey, send us, send us that regional championship t-shirt. We'll, we'll take it. Um, Mark, as you often do, as you always do before the state tournament, you made your picks about what teams you thought would get to state, what teams you thought would win it. And wondering, you know, as you look over uh, the the remaining teams in Division One, how much have your 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 picks changed, or your pick to win it, perhaps has that changed at all, or or your your state championship matchup? Uh, what are your what are your thoughts on, you know, your your picks from before the start of the state tournament?
1: Right. Well, I did pick, uh, you know, the regional preview. I did pick Brookfield Central to win it all, um, and they did get by Brookfield East in a very tight regional semi, but then they got beat by Wawatosa East in the regional championship game in another very close game. And, and, and of course, those three teams are all really, really good. Um, it, it, you could make a case that all three of them were, were, were state caliber worthy, but hats off to Tosa East for winning that, that brutal regional and coming out of there. So, you know, now who's the favorite, um, I guess you'd have to say Tosa East, you know, at 19 and 3, despite the fact that Leon Bond is still not playing because of an Achilles injury. I, I would think that they, they you know, have rebounded um, after that loss in terms of uh, uh, of an injury. And Brian Partridge, who also missed a game or two during the season and is back playing and is healthy as their point guard, uh, their overall balance, uh, their length, their athleticism, their team play, they have. Uh, uh, Marcus Embau, a big football player who comes in and, and uh, shakes things up a little bit for them. Um, so I, I would say that the, that they're probably the team to beat now that, that Brook Central is out.
0: So you're changing your, your championship pick from Kimberly to Tosa East, huh?
1: Yeah, well, uh, you know, Kimberly's got some injuries too, so um, you know, he, he, those are always X factors that, that that come into play once the the playoffs begin. And uh, two of their key players at Kimberly right now did not play in the regional, um, and, and and we'll see if they're going to be back, um, you know, for the for the sectional play. But uh, um, taking two guys out of your lineup is pretty tough this late in the season. But having said that, you know, Kimberly did go out without those two players and. And, uh, and and beat a good West Westapir team and then, of course, got the rubber match against Nina in the regional finals. So certainly Kimberly uh, is a team that's going to be right there at the end as well. Um, be fun to watch perhaps Kimberly and Tosa East play for the state championship, although certainly there's going to be some other teams in there. I, I think River Falls is a team up north that maybe a lot of people don't know about too much, but uh, they, they, they have a very formidable lineup and have Probably, other than maybe Kimberly, the best uh, size of any team left in Division One with the Liam and J.T. Doherty twins. Uh, their seniors are both 6'9", and then you throw Zach Johnson uh, in there at, at, at 6'3", and he's playing in the backcourt and, and can really jump. So a really good uh, lineup at River Falls as well, um, although, you know, they're going to have to get by. Uh, I think they'll get by Eau Claire North, the team they beat twice during the regular season. I think they'll win that game. Uh, in the sectional semi, but then they're looking at either De Pere or Appleton North uh, in the regional or sectional final. Uh, although that game will be at River Falls, um, it it still won't be easy. So um, we'll see if they can make it to state. I, I, I think they probably have enough to do that. Um, so, you know, we're looking at a great state tournament field again, uh, depending on who all comes through. And that sectional with with Janesville-Parker, I think, is wide open. I mean, Arrowhead, Kettle Moraine, DeForest, Parker, I think any of those teams. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if any one of those four teams made it to the state tournament.
0: You mentioned uh, the, the, issues, the injury issue at, at Tosa East with Leon Bond still out. Impressive for them to beat uh, Brookfield Central without him. And let's not forget, uh, John Lovelace was there last year before transferring to uh, Brown Deer. Uh, just granted eligibility at the uh basically the start of the playoffs um through a a court injunction. So uh always interesting to see how those those things play out and the the what ifs and and still seeing teams like Tosa East overcome uh those uh those injuries and and uh still making it through. All right, that's our our look at Division 1 with uh, Mark Miller our boys basketball writer at net. Let's move on to Division 2 and we'll go through the same format here as well, Mark. Uh, who's the the Cinderella team still remaining out of these uh, these teams still left? Sixteen teams still left in sectional play in Division Two.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I think there's a couple that come to mind. The first one uh, would be Martin Luther, um, and you say, "Well, how can they be a Cinderella team <laughs> because they're always good or they have been good since Paula Willersheim took over as head coach a few years back?" Um, but they they did win that uh, that regional final game against Whitnall um, without, without Naz Beeman, their, their freshman who sat out that game. Now, he'll, he will be back um, for the sectional game. Uh, they, they get the, uh, the easy task of going at, at to Wisconsin Lutheran. <laughs> uh, but the fact that they won that game uh, without Beeman, I think, on the road at Whitnall um, was impressive. And then also even their, their regional semifinal game, a very tough game, Uh, with Greendale uh, and and, uh, Martin Luther being located in Greendale that game had a lot of juice to it a lot of uh, emotion and a lot of uh, you know inspired play by Greendale but Martin Luther was able to pull that one out so I think that's one of the Cinderella teams and then I think Madison Edgewood uh, which struggled for a a good chunk of the regular season and then started to win some games toward the end of the regular season and uh, went on the road on, on last Friday uh, to win the rubber match with Sauk Prairie by three points and then uh, survived a three-point shot at the buzzer to beat McFarland by two points in the regional final. Um, and, and now they get to go play at Monroe, which is another t- tough task. But I think Martin Luther and Edgewood kind of stand out as the Cinderella teams.
0: So who's got the biggest chance to, to keep that Cinderella streak going with a, uh, with a big upset here at the sectional semifinal level?
1: Yeah, I, I don't think it'll be Edgewood or Martin Luther. I think that their opponents are, are you know, really formidable. Um, I, I just think that's going to be a tough task for them to win uh, against uh, Wisconsin Lutheran and Monroe. Um, as far as uh, you know, winning uh, an, an underdog winning um, in the, at the sectional, boy, um, I I just don't see any any three or four seeded teams advancing to to the sectional final. Um, in sectional one, we're looking at Altoona at Onalaska. I don't see Altoona winning that game, or, or Rice Lake at Medford. And I don't see Rice Lake winning. <laughs> uh, Seymour's got a tough task to go up against a red-hot Ashwabanon team. I, I think Ashwabanon will win that game. And then Lux Casco is at Appleton Xavier. And I think Xavier wins that game. And, and we already talked about uh, Edgewood and, and Monroe. Uh, an intriguing game also in that same sectional is is Wisconsin Dells at 15 and 1 going to Lake Mills 21 and 5. I, I do think Lake Mills will win that game and then Brown Deer uh, will be at Pewaukee and I think Pewaukee wins that game so I I, don't, I just don't have any upset specials in division in division two.
0: All right well who could be that X factor for a team looking to pull off an upset even if it is unexpected? Uh, what What player comes to mind there?
1: well, I think you know when you look at the sectional final um uh i I think that perhaps a guy like Jonah Reinfle from uh, wisconsin lutheran could could be a could be an x factor uh should they play Pewaukee for the third time? Pewaukee got him twice during Woodland conference play, but I think jonah he's he's a very long six 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 seven forward. Could really impact that game with his with his shot blocking, rebounding, uh, scoring, passing. Um, So I think he might be a guy that 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 you know might be able to lift Wisco past Pewaukee if they should meet for a third time.
0: All right. Well, let's fire up that magic helicopter, aka the couch at home, and a just a game live or NFHS. Uh, subscription stream and take a look at what you think is the best game here this uh, Thursday at the sectional semifinal level in Division Two.
1: Yeah, I think a really good game uh, will be Seymour at Uh Both teams have similar records. Uh, Seymour's 20-6, and Ashwabanon 20-5. and five. Um, I think the, the games at Ashwabanon um, it, it features uh, some really good individual players with Mason Dorn. At Seymour and Marcus and at Um it'll be interesting to see how that game goes, uh, particularly as it relates to the sectional f- potential sectional final. Um, I, I would guess the winner of that game will likely play Xavier uh, at Xavier, and, and Xavier swept Seymour. So, um, uh, you know, will he be? Will they have a chance to uh, play Seymour again, or will he play Eshwabanon? How how bad? Uh, uh, or, how does Seymour stack up against Ashwabanon, you know, coming from different conferences? Uh, so, I think that game kind of stands out as one that will be very intriguing with some star power and individual play. Uh, probably a lot of offense, uh, though Seymour probably likes to get up and down just a little bit more than Um But I, that game kind of stands out as one that I think will be really good at the sectional semi level.
0: Your pre-state, or excuse me, pre-playoff pick. In Division Two was On Alaska over Wisconsin Lutheran in the championship game. Still, still sticking with that. Still liking that uh, that prediction.
1: I think so. I think so. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, obviously anything can happen, but uh, I'll stick with that. <laughs> um, they're both still alive, so um, you know, Pewaukee obviously is really, really good. Um, that's a team that certainly could could play for a state championship as well. You know, Monroe. And is are a very, very good team as well. Um, you know, Lake Mills is a team that nobody want, ever wants to play because they, they just grind you to death and they, and they play so intelligently. Um, so, But I, I'll stick with Wisco and in, in Alaska in the final, and, and I'll pick uh, the Hilltoppers of Onalaska. I'll stick with that.
0: All right, let's move on to Division Three, where my uh, my Richland Center alum heart was broken when the Hornets lost to Poinette in a regional final. Our very own Colton Wilson is the JV coach there at, at uh, Richland Center on the bench for that one. The uh, The regional title list streak at Richland Center continues. I, I know it's over 30 years. It might go back to uh, when Leroy Stahl was there um, into the early 80s, somewhere in that range. It's been a while. We thought this could have been the year, uh, but like so many years before, did not happen. A, a nice game by Poinette, and especially Nick Feller uh, for Poinette came up huge, and, and they hit a few threes in the second half to, uh, to pull away and then were able to hang on. So enough of, uh, enough of the, uh, the, the waterworks there, but uh, are, are they a, a team that would be considered a Cinderella, or are, is someone else the, the, the biggest Cinderella still left in Division Three?
1: No, I think Poinette probably is the one that fits the bill the most. Um, you know, it didn't shock me that they beat Richland Center. I almost picked them to win that game, um, but I chickened out at the end. I didn't want to get you and Colton mad at me, so um, <laughs> I picked I picked Richland Center. But at 12-8, and eight, you know, Poinette, you know, is kind of a, a, a bit of an afterthought in the capital north behind Lake Mills and Lakeside Lutheran, um, and yet, uh, you know, they, they, they have a team that's been battle-tested. Um, you know, won some games, obviously lost some games, but I think they're probably the biggest Cinderella uh, right now in Division Three.
0: It was uh, it was interesting as I looked back at Poinette's schedule. They they did play some very competitive games though with Lakeside and Lake Mills, and and you know that certainly gave me pause a little bit heading into that regional final. And sure enough, uh, that was that was the case. By by the way, Nick Feller, where where's he going? Do you know? I
1: haven't heard where Nick's going to go play. Um, college basketball so I, I don't know if he's still open or if he maybe isn't interested in playing but that one i do not know
0: very uh very athletic and, and skilled six five uh guy that you know plays a little bit inside but spends a lot of time on the perimeter very good shooter uh excellent touch so uh, he's a kid that can play somewhere division three for sure uh so if anybody's out there looking for a player check out nick feller at uh at Net. All right, Mark, uh, who's got the biggest upset chance of the teams facing off this week in in the sectional semifinals?
1: Well, I like Milwaukee Academy of Science to upset Keel. Uh, MAS is a three seed, Keel's a two seed. Um, I've seen uh, both teams uh, uh, quite a bit this year, actually, on, on, uh, on stream. Um, I like both teams. I don't think Keel's a bad team at all, but I, I do think that uh, Donald McHenry, who, as, as you know, leads the state in scoring, is going to be a tough matchup for Kiel. Um The game's in Keel, so that gives me a little pause, but, but I do think MIS, you know, they have good size. They, they played a really good schedule. Um, I think that's the one that kind of stands out to me that uh, uh, where a three can upset a two.
0: Anybody that stands out as an X factor in some of these potential matchups?
1: Well, an, another really good uh, uh, player that I, I, I think, you know, besides Donald uh, uh, McHenry at Milwaukee Academy of Science, uh, is, uh, is Jeremy Lorenz at Brilliant. Um, he's really coming on. He's a 6'7 sophomore, um, and their team has improved steadily throughout the season. They're a two-seed um, and, and will host St. Mary Catholic, which is the smallest uh, uh, Division three school at 250 students. Um, and they just beat St. Mary in a, in a fairly tight game um, toward the end of the regular season. But uh, Jeremy not only is 6'7", um, but he's also put together well and jumps well and can score and rebound at a high level. So um, I think he's a guy not only to watch uh, in the sectional, but a guy to really keep a close uh, eye on over the next couple of years as well.
0: All right, Mark, Division Three, your best game at the sectional semifinal level.
1: Yeah, uh, this one I don't think is even uh, close because I, I think this is definitely the best game, and it's Darlington at St. John's Military Academy. Darlington 20-4, St. John's 20-6. and 6. Uh, Carter Lancaster at Darlington. Brandon Podzinski at, at St. John's uh, Northwestern Academy. So it, I think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, two, two really good teams um, with star individuals. So... Um, I, I think that one's going to really be fun to watch.
0: Division three. Let's see. Before the uh, before the playoffs began, you took Racine Saint Catharines over Saint John's. Uh, you did lose one of your your state picks in Cameron. Um, yeah. Still still looking good with uh, Saint Car- uh, Saint Catharines and Saint John's, though. That's that's what your pick remains in Division three.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hang with that. Um, hey, St. John's has got a tough section, although they're going to have to uh, get by Darlington, and if they win that game, most likely going to have to get by Lake Country Lutheran, a team that's beaten them twice already this year. Um, but, uh, you know, Pat, Podzinski is my pick uh, for Mr. Basketball. I don't know if he'll win it, but um, I, I think he is the kind of guy that can, that can put the team on his shoulders and and, uh, and, and get to that, uh, state tournament. Uh, but it won't be easy. I mean, they, they very well could lose to Darlington, uh, really balanced team with really good size, uh, played a good schedule this year, uh, and has a difference maker in, in Carter Lancaster. So, um, uh, but I'll stick with, with St. Cats. Uh, you know, I think, I think St. Cats. they got Springs in the, in the first round and then, uh, likely Milwaukee Academy of Science. Um, I think St. Katz is, is probably if you said pick the top five teams in the state regardless of division I would put them in there. Um, I think they're the best defensive team in the state. Uh, they at times struggle a little bit to score, but their defense uh, you know more than over uh, more than compensates for that. So I will stick with St. Katz and St. John's in the final.
0: All right. Let's con- continue our conversation with Mark Miller, our boys basketball writer at WSN, as we break down some of the top things to watch this week in sectional play for boys hoops. We're on to Division Four. Uh, Mark a Division Four field that, uh, I- I- as we talked about before, got you know some some boost by some of those quality Division Five teams moving up, and we're seeing a number of those advance to the sectional level here. As you look at Division Four. Uh, who, who, who would be a consi- considered a Cinderella team still left?
1: Um, you know, great question. <laughs> I'm just looking at the, all the teams in, involved, I guess, uh, the one that probably, uh, is receiving, uh, the, the least amount of, of, uh, of fanfare at this point would be nocida Um, they're, they're 12 and three, uh, they, they've had some COVID issues this year, um, so in their four seed now, they, they have to go to uh, Onalaska Luther, which will be a tough task for them. But I, I would put them down as, as the biggest uh, uh, Cinderella story. They were the number one seed in their regional. Um, it wasn't a, a, a loaded regional. In fact, uh, they're the only team that was in that regional with a winning record. But um, I would say that they're, they're the biggest Cinderella. And if they, if they continue on, if they even win one more game, uh, uh, you know, I think it'll surprise a lot of people.
0: Third place finish in the Scenic Bluffs Conference this year. The uh, the champion in that league, Bangor, went out in a different regional uh, against Luther, who Nasita takes on this week. So, who has a, a chance to keep their upset uh, streak going and, uh, and pull an upset here in the sectional semifinals in Division Four?
1: Yeah, um, you know that's a that's a great question. I I, I think that um, I think Clear Lake has a chance to beat Fall Creek. Although I did pick Fall Creek, I just think their their tough regular season schedule has prepared them, and they're healthy right now. They had lost Jaden Fitch, uh, their their six six senior center, for a few games there um, in January and early February, but he's back and he's he's playing well. Um, but you know Clear Lake at 21 and 0 has got a three seed uh, just based on the schedule that they play, which is too bad. They they did have some good non non league games scheduled that got wiped out because of COVID. Um, So I think they have a chance, but I do think Fall Creek will win that game. Another one that I think uh, uh, potentially uh, will be very interesting is Iola Scandinavia at Blair Taylor. Uh, Blair Taylor is a a senior dominated team and a a very good team. I only have one loss all season. Iola has battled uh, COVID a little bit. They've only played 17 games. They've won 14. Uh, But I was... uh, I was taken aback by, by how they went to Auburndale and, and, and really dominated that game, particularly in the first half. I think they led by 20 at half. So uh, Parker Prawl, was um, a really good all-around athlete at Iola, Scandinavia. It's the kind of guy that, uh, that could really guard and, and make things tough for Blair Taylor. So I, I kind of look at that as a potential upset.
0: An X-Factor player in Division Four, Who who could that be?
1: Well, I think, I think it's Braden Daly because he's been cleared to play for Cuba City and hasn't played uh, since uh, uh, December. He broke his wrist and is now, um, you know, going to play for Cuba City, I believe, this weekend in the sectional. Uh, they have a, a, a good Randolph team that they beat earlier in the season uh, in the semifinals. And then uh, probably look at, well, Fenimore or the Prairie School, which is a heck of a semifinal game, two really good teams, um, you know, in the final. So you know, how is Braden able to come back? Is he able to play at a at, at a at a level that really elevates Cuba City? I mean, it's going to be some rust on his game, and obviously with a with a broken wrist, you know, there'd probably be a little weakness there, uh, at least initially, uh, in that in that wrist. So, um, but I think he's
0: the X factor. You mentioned Cuba City, Fenimore, the Prairie School, all in that uh, in that section all together, and of course Fenimore surprised. Cuba City late in the year and, and knocked off the Cubans and then got hammered by Darlington shortly after. So they're they're a little bit of a, a wild card X Factor themselves and, and they have a very, very tough game, as you mentioned, against the Prairie School. Uh so is that one of them that, that you'd consider for best sectional semifinal, or what would be your pick for best sectional semi semifinal in division four, Mark?
1: Yeah, I, I think there's some. I think there's a bunch of really good games actually um, in Division Four uh, at the semifinal level. I, I like the Clear Lake at Fall Creek game. I think that'll be interesting. Um, I think Fenimore at the Prairie School, like you mentioned, will be very interesting. And I think Iola Scandinavia um, going to Blair Taylor will be interesting. I think all those games have intrigue and could go either way. Um, I think the favorites probably will come out of those games, but. Um, uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how, how they match up, particularly that Fenimore-Prairie game um, because Fenimore split with Cuba City during the regular season. So how does Prairie match up with a team from the Swal uh, after playing in the Metro Classic, two really good small school conferences? Uh, do they have any problems with Fenimore? Do they win easily? And then, you know, that sets the stage for a potential uh, sectional final game with Cuba City should they get by Randolph.
0: Your state tournament picks are all still alive in Division 4. In the championship, uh, you had Cuba City over Blair Taylor. I assume still, uh, still feeling good about that one?
1: Still feeling good about that one, yeah, particularly with, with Brayden Daly coming back now. Um, so I'll stick with that.
0: All right, let's move on to Division 5, the smallest division and the final division that we'll take a look at here with Mark Miller. Uh, Mark, any anyone that stands out as a Cinderella team still going in Division 5?
1: Um. Yeah, there, you know, I, I think a lot of the teams in Division 5 that are still playing are, are, a, are a bit of a Cinderella because all, all those teams uh, that are very, very good that had been in 5 uh, got 8 at the top 10. In, in our poll at the time The WI made the switch, 8 of those top 10 teams moved up to D4. So that opened the door for a lot of D5 schools that maybe weren't going to make it to the sectional level. But the one that kind of stands out to me is Stockbridge at 21-3. They've set school records for most wins in a season with 21, and this is their first sectional appearance ever. Um, unfortunately for them, they they did lose uh, one of their top players uh, a few weeks back to a to a, uh, an elbow injury, Jake Willett, and I'm not sure uh, it doesn't look good that he will be able to play this weekend. Um, so that's that's a bummer for them, but uh, just to win the regional and to get to sectional and and then you know without Jake Willett and then obviously. Uh, you know, setting the record for most wins in a season are noteworthy accomplishments.
0: Anybody that stands out as a potential upset uh, pick here at the sectional semifinal level?
1: Well, um, you know, I, I, I think there's a couple that, that stand out, but um, I, I think Drummond can give McDonald Central a pretty good game. Uh, Josh Hansen always does a really good job coaching that Drummond team, and they they, they have a, a balanced team with with good overall size. They're they're not real deep, and they're I think they only have one senior on their roster. But they really control tempo well. They really work for shots. They're very patient, and uh, if if they can stay close initially to McDonald, I think they they might have a chance for an upset. But that's going to be easier said than done. The game's in Chippewa Falls, so uh, you know that's going to make it. a... a, a uh, doubly difficult for them. Um, so, but I do think if they can get the tempo in their favor and, and, and play at their pace, um, you know they can give uh, McDonald's some fits there.
0: And it's worth noting that game is tonight, um, Wednesday. McDonald Central's girls team could play. Uh, in a state final on Thursday night in Division 5. So by uh, by rule, that game uh, was moved to tonight, the only game that was moved to tonight out of the boys' sectional semifinals. Usually we have one or two every year that uh, that gets moved. So that's the only one on the schedule for this evening. Uh, X-Factor player in Division 5, Mark. Anybody that stands out?
1: Yeah, I think uh, Marshall Bukowski at, at, uh, at Green Bay, N.E.W. Lutheran is a guy that, that, uh, you know, a lot of people really maybe haven't talked about, but he's a 1,000-point scorer, four-year varsity guy, 6'3", uh, can get a double-double in points and rebounds on any given night. Um, and, you know, here's New Lutheran again at 14-10, and 10, you know, taking a bit of a, a bump here and there in the Packerling Conference, uh, a mostly uh, D4, D3 league. Um, and yet when it comes to the playoffs, they Mark Meirstein, the coach there, just has the magic formula, and they always seem to be there. So I think Marshall's a kind of guy that maybe could dominate the the, uh, the sectional that they compete in, and uh, we could be looking out at, at uh, N.E.W. Lutheran again in the uh, in the state tournament.
0: And of course, Mark Meerstein will be going into the uh, the WBCA Hall of Fame this year. Recently announced. Uh, as part of that class that was uh, that will be inducted in 2021, and if you're interested in in more about who that in, that induction class includes, you can check out our article on Wisports.net, Really outstanding group of uh, of coaches going in this year, including Mark Meerstein, also Dan Burris and the current head coach at uh, at Mineral Point. Really good group uh, going in of uh, of coaches and some players and officials and and friends of the game as well. So make sure you check out that WBCA Hall of Fame class. Uh, there. All right, Mark, best sectional semifinal game, what, uh, which one stands out to you the most?
1: Well, uh, you know, uh, I, I think the Port Edwards at Wazika game, I went back and forth on that one. I ended up picking Wazika, but I, I think Port Edwards is playing at a really high level right now. Um, they, they won at Columbus Catholic in a come-from-behind victory in the regional final, and um, I, I think that they have a chance perhaps to upset Wazika, both teams have battled COVID and they, they've played under twenty games. Um, and Wazika has the best player on the floor, and Gavin Ralph, who's going to Upper Iowa, Division II school. But I thought, you know, Port Edwards they're a little like uh, they're a little like Drummond. They 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 control the tempo, they work the ball, they got they got good shooters, they can space the court a little bit. Um, I, I just thought and Wazika, other than Gavin is pretty young, um, I thought that Port might give them some trouble. Um, I did end up picking Wazika, but I, I think that's going to be a fun game to watch and one that could go either way.
0: In your state tournament picks before the playoffs started, you had, uh, let's see, uh, Ford over McDonald Central. was your pick in Division 5? Both those teams still going and, and looking pretty strong. Still sticking with uh, with that one in, in a Division 5 that that, like you said, very different teams than what we thought we might see here before the season started.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with that. I, I think both teams are, are really solid, um, and uh, I'm going to stick with that for the, for the Division 5 final.
0: All right, Mark, lots of great stuff as we took, uh, took a look back at, at uh, some of the happenings from regionals, taking a look forward at what's going on at the sectional level, uh, some of the, uh, the key things to watch this week in uh, boys' basketball sectional semifinals. Mark, always great to catch up busy time for you we'll have uh, a busy time on Wisports.net, of course with all of the girls and boys basketball news and information coming out from mark and norbert over the next week plus but gosh mark it, it sure feels good to be back and, and talking about all of this great stuff um yeah we're missing a few teams but 90 plus percent of the teams played in the playoffs uh we had very few games have to get canceled knock on wood uh, hopefully we don't have any at the sectional or state level, but it's it's been I, I think pretty impressive to see how the season has gone and how things have uh, have have worked and, and the effort that teams have put in. So we're we're very glad to uh, to get to this point and be moving forward. Mark, great to talk to you as always. Uh, we'll I'm sure chat at yeah probably next week for a state tournament preview. But uh, and, until then, uh, thanks again for your expertise.
1: Absolutely, thanks Travis. Appreciate you having me on.
0: All right, folks. That'll do it. Get out to a game if you can. Watch a game if you can't. Watch many games. Uh, of course, you'll have uh, you'll have some options on Saturday with girls and boys uh, action going on, uh, and Thursday, of course, as well. It's going to be a good time to have multiple TVs, multiple monitors, multiple multiple uh, laptops or iPads or phones going at the same time, and take in all of this great basketball action that we're getting around the state. It's going to be fun. For Mark Miller, I am Travis Wilson. This has been a Wisports.net podcast. We'll see you at a game.